Teddy Roosevelt time, episode 27, first episode in two weeks. So much stuff happens on Clown Planet in two hours that makes you scratch your head and go, what the hell's going on? The two weeks? My goodness, I got a huge list. Let's get right to it. First of all, my favorite person on the planet, new Italy Prime Minister Georgia Maloney. Have you seen this woman's uh, viral speech? She is getting attacked by the left and by the media, and it is so revealing to just see how much they hate what we love, that call yourself a conservative, patriotic, I'm just talking about patriotic Americans, people who believe in the founding principles of America, and she ran and won on God, family, and country. You know, those were her founding principles and they're attacking her. I I all of a sudden see a bubbling of anti-Christianity articles. CNN had a big article about all these people who are suffering mental torment and anguish because they were raised as Christians, but they were worried about the rapture, that it was going to come any moment. And they lived in constant fear and how mean and evil Christianity was for for teaching that. So all I've got to say is look around the globe. You know, it's not a coincidence that nearly every Christian majority nation on earth has democratic institutions and high level freedom. You know, with a few exceptions, Russia, I wouldn't say they have a high level of freedom, but they have Christian, a lot of, you know, millions of Christians in in Russia. Most non-Christian majority nations don't have democratic institutions and they don't have high levels of freedom. So say what you will about the Bible, but it's provided the foundation for that. And one thing foreigners say that they're shocked if they're driving across country in America. If you get a flat tire, people will pull over and help you. You know, anonymous strangers, if people are pulled over on the side of the road... I mean, Texas is the king. I remember I've I've been pulled over on the side of the road and like three people pulled over in like eight minutes to see if I needed a hand. It was amazing. So this woman, Georgia Maloney, Teddy's favorite person on the planet right now, refused to vaccinate her daughter. And she said the probability of someone aged zero to 19 dying from COVID is the same as someone being struck and killed by lightning. I love this woman. She opposes illegal immigration. She's also sort of a moderate Eurosceptic. You know, she's pro-NATO. She does support the backing of Ukraine, which I was sort of surprised. But she's a huge critic of wokeness. And the gender identity, choose your own gender thing. So this is a huge wake-up call. You know, they're calling her far-right. They're calling her a, a fascist... You know, every media outlet that I've read, you know, they're like, you know, she's she's a populist right of center. She is not an extremist or a far anything. I mean, any anyone who doesn't agree with the Democratic platform is far right. There's no middle ground. There's no moderate conservative. You don't you don't hear about that or a liberal conservative or a libertarian. They they've extinguished that word from the vocabulary. So she was in a she's from a party led by 
Berlusconi, and it has its quote-unquote roots in Italy's post-war fascist movements. It's totally meaningless. It was 85 years ago. It's like saying, let's let's look at the Democrats. Gee, the Democrats, it looks like they have their roots in preserving, what, slavery and segregation? Those are their roots. The Democrats, you could call them the party of slavery for sure. Do a, do a YouTube search on that or Rumble. Even better, you know, you know, one of the reasons why they hate Georgia Maloney, she has the audacity to oppose gay marriage, which isn't currently legally recognized in Italy, you know, or gay adoption. You're not allowed to legally do it. There are same-sex civil unions, however, which offer gay couples almost the identical legal protections as marriage. And she doesn't propose overturning that. She's fine with that. But let's be real. She's being real. There is a huge... Let's distinguish between marriage and a civil union. A marriage, almost always, unless they can't culminate it, it's it's they're going to have intercourse and have offspring and have a family. Gay people, as much as they want to wish it to into existence and say birthing people... There is never medically, biologically, has or will be a man who gets pregnant and delivers a woman or uh, delivers a baby. It's, it's, that's, that's clown planet number one. And that's why they hate her because she's just talking truth. I mean, she's a COVID truther. Um, there, you know, just to, to paint her with a far right brush instead of saying, Gee, why is someone from the center right winning in Italy? How about Sweden? They're calling it a far right. Sweden's far right is like our middle or our republic. Like, I, 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 but they call Republicans far right, so that's just a bad analogy. But that's the thing: is anyone who isn't a super woke tard liberal is far right to them. So this is an uprising. I think the COVID thing, uh, the, the COVID's a huge thing and it really revealed these people. I saw what was it trending on Twitter? Number four, um, bring back masks, hashtag bring back masks. Look, you jabronis, you brainwashed sheep. You can wear one, two, three, four, five. You can wear masks. All these people want to bring back masks. You know, they're quadruple vaccinated. They are living in fear. You know, it's, what, 100,000 hypochondriacs? And you know what? I, I saw a fascinating stat. Long COVID, they had a, uh, not a symposium. They just had like a clinic, a long COVID clinic. And it was 80% white people, 70% women. So three out of four people in the clinic were white women. And here's the deal with long COVID. If you worked from home and then streamed garbage on Disney Plus and Netflix, Tiger King and Squid Game and what Mandalorian, She-Hulk. You know, if you're at home streaming She-Hulk, if if you just if you don't move, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's it 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 just perpetuates like you don't have energy when you don't exercise 
but you're too tired to exercise because you don't have any energy. So you just throw another microwave popcorn in the in the things with extra butter. So no wonder you have long COVID. If you haven't moved around, your body, you need oxygen, just like cardio, <clears throat> even a walk. I mean, a walk is the most basic beneficial thing that anyone can do. 30 to 45 minutes, preferably in the woods or forest. Um it it is would would be huge. So anyways, Hurricane Ian is barreling into Florida. I have fraternity brothers in Florida. I don't know if I have listeners. Substack shows USA and then other countries. There are other countries that listen to Teddy and visit the Substack. I think Substack has really good SEO on DuckDuck and Google. Shout out to anyone from Ireland and Germany and the UK listening to Teddy. Drop bombs, but yeah, Hurricane Ian... USA doesn't mess around. Do you know 95% of the world's tornadoes are in America in Tornado Alley? That alley from South Dakota, Kansas, Oklahoma. Did I say Dakota? South Dakota, North Dakota, Kansas, Oklahoma, and the panhandle of Texas is a beast. But other places around the world are fascinated that we have tornadoes. And, and hurricanes, that's a huge place. There's other places, Japan, what, they had that earthquake and a, there was a tsunami. There's tsunamis. I don't know about hurricanes, though. Like, that's a phenomenon. And then earthquake. We have, we have obviously, California earthquake. Um, so much to talk about. But, but, but I hope everyone in Florida is, uh, is, is safe. And, you know, that is the number one story right now. A huge um, hurricane barreling in there, Category 5. Um, you know what should be the number one story if there wasn't a hurricane right now? Have you heard about this or seen this in Philadelphia? This one hit home. I used to live, th- what, two miles, three miles in Maniung, Pennsylvania, right where this happened, Roxborough, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, they just had a ton of scenes in that Adam Sandler Netflix movie, The Staircase or whatever. They just released the footage as I was coming on the air about an hour ago. SUV pulled up. There's a football scrimmage, junior varsity, between three teams. SUV pulls up, Chevy, SUV, five black kids get out and start spraying bullets. They shot five football players and killed one. They shot five people, killed one of them. And it was something out of the purge. You know, it was something out of a, just a bad scene from Gotham in, in Batman or something. And you just got to ask, like, where the... F- I mean, this is, you know, football players. Five guys got injured. You're, you're not even safe on the football field now? Five guys and the lack of respect for life or people trying to better themselves or whatever they're just like nope five people just get out bam and just start shooting 64 bullets were fired and the fi- the guy was still shooting the gun and he just ran out of bullets or he would have killed the killed this other 17 year old i mean they were determined to kill whoever they just ran out of bullets after 64 so total war zone total crime zone it, you think you know for a year and a half, you know, the defund the police thing has been the biggest disaster ever. It's brought crime roaring back. They're trying to point at stats 
oh yeah, property crimes are down, this is down, is because no one's reporting it because there's no cops to even, they're just laughing like, are you effing kidding me? We're down three, four, 500 cops. You guys told us we were the worst people in the world. We were guilty and, and, and you know, over innocent. And the criminals are laughing and celebrating and running free. And that that's why. And then and then the economy, of course, um, I just saw in Austin rent doubled. Rent doubled. Holy shit. It went from like probably nine eighty five to eighteen hundred or maybe one thousand thirty five to two thousand sixty for a two bedroom place. Probably closer to that or fifteen hundred to three thousand the way it was going. So what else is going on? The Trump thing with Letitia James. Are you? Well, no, it's not. Are you kidding me? And I did say I got to tell you diagnosing the last podcast i said i mean the words i mean like 88 times so teddy apologizes episode 27 of the teddy Roosevelt show is trying to be a i mean free episode other than the mention of apologizing for too many again uh teddy Roosevelt can be streamed on spotify apple podcast tune in radio and iHeartRadio. TeddyBroosevelt.substack.com is the mothership. And uh, so, yeah, the Trump Letitia James thing, she ran on this. That was her main thing. Just gruel for her base, for her rabid base. I'm going to investigate Trump. She took three years, reverse engineered it. So because her, her fourth year in office would be an off year of the election. So she reverse engineered it to come out. Just they're trying to group anyone that Trump endorses. They're trying to attach him to the downfall of democracy and the darkness descends on democracy. Fascist Nazi thing when, of course, it's clown world. Of course, it's gaslighting. Just look at the imagery. Biden at Independence Hall in Philly, what, 30 days ago. In clown world, it seems like 90. Um, So she's trying to say, oh, Trump inflated all his properties, he made up how much money he really had. What was her clown comment? Oh, he wrote a book. It's, you know, lying about how much money you have isn't the art of the deal. It's the art of the steal. So what was Trump doing here? Well, she was just saying, you know, he was putting estimates together to get loans from banks and and, and, and for his insurance policies. And uh, assuming he's using those also for his taxes, so these buildings, like the one, what, 40 Wall Street or 40, I forget the, the, the street, that was the tallest building in the world. It was only for three months, but it was right before the Chrysler building and then Empire State Building, then World Trade Center, now the new One World Tower. But this is one of the biggest buildings on earth, top 50, top, top 40 um, and it has the Trump name, but she's acting like Trump. So here it is. Here, here's the deal. She's protecting big banks because it's up to the banks. Because she's saying, oh, Trump illegally got these loans. Well, it's up to the banks to say yes or no. They could say, Trump, we looked at your balance sheet. You're totally full of shit. We're going to only loan you uh, a half of this or a third of this or zero. So why would the banks take on that amount of risk? 
we're talking hundreds of millions of bucks, tens of millions of dollars, major properties, skyscrapers, golf courses, you name it. I mean, how does Trump, how did he acquire all this stuff? You know, I saw on MSNBC, they said, oh, Trump lied about everything. He doesn't have any money. They, you know, he propped himself up like he was rich. I'm like, no, this was on NBC News. I'm like, you know who propped Trump up? Your boss, NBC. Gee, how quickly we forget. NBC's must-see TV lineup. You know, Seinfeld retired, friends ended. They were hurting. I think Frazier was still around. They were hurting. And who do they turn to? Donald J. Trump to host NBC The Apprentice. And it went to like number one, number two. It was 22 million people watched the finale. And it aired for like 14 years. Then they had the Celebrity Apprentice. Why did NBC, if Trump had no money and was totally full of shit, why did they prop him up for a decade and a half? That was your boss, idiot, whoever wrote that on NBC News. But they're acting like Trump was like the Eddie Murphy when he he he, he changed into the white guy. And they were like, take what you want, Mr. White. Pay us back any time or don't. We don't care. Like, take what you want, Trump. <clears throat> Whatever you want. So here's the deal. If he estimated the properties and there's... Dude, here's the deal. He could be... He could be... I don't know the exact financial accounting or whatever, but was Trump figuring in, all right, here's 10 years worth of rent at these places or... I just refurbished. I know the one place he did like a ton of 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 upgrades to like tens of millions of dollars of upgrades. So what was the market value when he estimated these properties? I mean, there's a ton of other things. All you know is Letitia James is biased as shit. She ran on I'm going to get Trump. And uh, the big thing to remember, this is not a criminal case. Trump didn't commit any crimes. They've been searching under every nook and cranny, everyone in Trump's orbit for, you know, 1,100 days, over 1,000 days. And they haven't found anything. They did a civil suit on behalf of the people of New York. And they're like, oh, well, Trump's kids can't be in the business anymore. And Trump can't own a, you know, thing for five years. Trump's like, F you. I'm already in Florida. If I was Trump, I would never base a business in New York again. They're dead to me. I I don't know who said you're dead to me. But think about this. Letitia James has wasted all this time, all this resources, all this man, woman, and trans power on investigating Trump. They don't find anything. I guarantee it's going to get thrown out or he's going to oppose it. There's, 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 there's no way it's garbage. It's total garbage. That's the whole thing is they just want to paint him with a lie. And, uh, you know, think about this. She did it with the background of all the soaring crime in New York. Do you see the woman just got beat senseless by the homeless guy? I mean, it's happening. These women, where are the feminists? Where are the women's rights? I mean, it's mostly angry, single men. You know, they're not married, of course. They don't have girlfriends. They're on their street. But it's like, and they're just getting 
let out of jail after committing the same violent crimes against random strangers three, four, five times in a year. So COVID, blah, 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 blah. They can't keep them in jail. It's racist, whatever. We have to start judging people on their merits. So what I was going to say about that Philadelphia shooting, where are the football players? Here's your big chance, guys. I mean, no, there's no black people calling out the culture. Let's call it what it is. It is a culture that is broken and you have you have, you have scenes like this. This should galvanize, you know, everyone was quick to take a knee, black lives matter, whatever. Now black on black crime is the highest it's ever been. It is shocking what happens every single day, every single weekend. Chicago, Philly, Detroit, Portland, LA, Oakland, Houston, you name it. In New Orleans, it is it is awful. It is scary. People are moving away from the city because they're living in fear. And just, you look at the address where this happened, 4700 Peachin Street. I mean, it is right by a beautiful park, Wissahickon Park, one of the most beautiful um, parks in America, urban parks. I mean, you could just walk up and go on a trail within 10 minutes from there. And then like the Maniunk, the main, main street, the main drag, there's a brewery right there. Plan of fitness right there. Karate studio. I mean, it is a everyday neighborhood and there's this crazy mass shooting. I mean, that's a mass school shooting, isn't it? Junior varsity. It is school students and you have five black teenagers going up on a football field and spraying 64 bullets and shooting five football players and killing Another one, all of them between like 13 and 17 or 14 and 17. I mean, if it wasn't for Hurricane Ian, that should be a number one galvanizing movement. But I guarantee, I mean, remember their names. Is there going to be a movement to remember their names, their hashtag names, or is no one going to remember? So it it is just awful right there. So the Democrats are losing on every issue, crime, inflation. And you look at the gas situation. What happened with the Gazprom number two? I mean, with the with the two leaks, the CIA told every all the European nations, like, "Hey, get ready. We think there's going to be um, sabotage on the leaks." The Joe Biden clip in January. Hey, no matter what, we're going to stop this thing, or we're going to put an end to it. And, now it's like shooting out methane gas, which is like the worst thing for the environment ever. So who the hell did it? I mean, somehow the CIA had advance notice. That's sort of sketchy. Um, what else is going on? Vaccine, COVID. Dude, the COVID thing, it, 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 is, it is out of control. Did you see the JAMA article? What does JAMA stand for? Journal of Academy Medical and I don't even know. They're pretty prestigious. It's like New New England Journal of Medicine JAMA. Vaccine in, in women's breast milk who was vaccinated, it was it was found in their kid. This was a conspiracy theory that would get you kicked off Twitter, shamed, silenced, and called a whack job last summer, last September. And uh, remember, it was the, the winner of the unvaccinated was approaching. That was in December. We're so probably only 10 months away or 10 months since that happened. But 
my goodness, they told us the vaccine was going to stay in your shoulder and your deltoid and the spike proteins weren't going to go anywhere. So that's the whole thing. And they said, oh, after 48 hours, it's totally fine. That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing you said that the spike protein and the mRNA shot, anything in that wouldn't leave your deltoid area, your shoulder area. And now somehow it magically goes into a woman's breast through her nipple and into the kid. Well, that sort of refutes that thing. What What is the, the line that I love? I think I've said it on here like... um the new uh, uh, a conspiracy theory on Clown Planet in 2028 is just another term for spoiler alert because everything that was a conspiracy, that's why I'm saying like with Alex Jones, they're using the Sandy Hook thing to try and hang him. And he's been a beast like in a good way. He has been awesome. And then he's on trial again and he just reached his effort point like I'm... I don't care about your Percy uh, Mason moments anymore. We still haven't found out what the hell happened with the lawyer and the paralegal who leaked it. Who the hell was the paralegal? Was that just some sort of member of the resistance who leaked the, who, who, who opened up the Dropbox to give them all the files, the text messages? That's the thing. Get ready. If Alex Jones and Trump texted, Get ready, that'll come out November 1st, or maybe, no, probably like October 20th. So they're going to have a new Trump-related surprise for everybody. Um, You know, October's notorious. Do a Google for October surprise. I mean, there's always stuff in October that people have been planning out for months and years to swing the election Remember, they hid the vaccines. They all had the vaccine ready to go. And now it's it's just been a, a bomb. It's been a bomb. I, I, I saw only 4.7 million people have gotten the new boosters, the bivalent boosters. There's 340 million people in America. So anyone who got that, the 4.7 million, they already are three or four shots deep. And you just see these people wearing masks. It seems like a lot of them also have glasses. And just the optics of someone wearing glasses and masks. It's like they're a su- they're not even human. And I'm happy because I know anyone who's wearing a mask is also vaccinated. And I think they might be generating other strains. So that'll get a nice COVID-19 uh, warning label slapped on there. Spotify, thank you very much. You're listening to Teddy Brosvel episode 27, September 28th. You know, I just read, I think I'm going to reinvent my reinvent another name and come back on Twitter or just shove it in their face and go with like Betty Prosevelt, like prose, P-R-O-S-E, like a poetry or like a good writer or Betty Throsevelt, like Betty throws down or throws you out of the bar if you get rowdy. So... Teddy throws about, I might go, or Betty, Betty, I am going to, because if anyone brings up Teddy, I'm going to say, you better not dead, ma- day, dead name me. You better not dead name me. I am now identifying as maybe trans, probably woman, Betty on Twitter. I am 
part of I'm, I have multi personality disorder. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna use their medicine and throw it in their face. So yeah, I read on Twitter like God doesn't want you to be silent in the face of injustice. Like he gets pissed. So I'm recharged and ready, folks. The podcast is coming back in full force. October is my favorite month of the year. I love the falls changing. The holidays are coming up. Sports is off the hook. You got football and NFL and college in the meat of it. World Series and uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So speaking of sports, I have a uh, huge expose on the World Cup coming up. I'm trying to think of anything I want to talk about before that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, stock market. Yeah, Biden. Uh, anything he says or does, anything the Fed says or does, they're just trapped. It's it's a tough bitch to tame the inflation beast. And the thing is, if you're getting, uh, it, even if your business didn't get hit by inflation, you're a massage therapist and you're uh, in Topeka, Kansas, and you didn't have like a rental housing, the cost of everything going up. You're just going to raise your prices just because everybody else did just by 10 or 15 bucks. Hey, inflation's kicking my ass. And it does. Well, you need more money to buy more stuff. So anyone and a lot of small businesses, there's a lot of small businesses out there. And so everyone's raising their, their price at this point. So it's like a self-perpetuating crisis that snowballs out of control the more and more stupid shit that they do. Um, Bitcoin, remember Bitcoin was the future of the universe, 66,000 bucks last November. Now it's under 20, 66,000 bucks last November. Now it's under 20. So in 11 months, it dropped 46,000 bucks. You don't hear much about that or NFTs, the NFT volume from January to now has dropped 97%. It went from like 2 billion to 40 million, 400 million. It was it was it was huge. It's dropped 97%. So Teddy's biggest article probably uh impressions wise, like views wise, page views wise, and this is a testimonial to Substack's SEO is why Texas Bitcoin miners are going to bring down the grid. So I just saw they have asked for 33 gigawatts. Back to the future. 33 fucking gigawatts. The whole grid's like 7580. I called it. Everyone's electric bill in Texas is skyrocketing. And they're like, what's going on? They're like, Oh, well, we had to make grid improvements, blah, 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 blah. And uh, yeah, it's because they don't have transmission lines for these stupid wind turbines that only last for 20 years. And the Bitcoin miners. So remember, they were paying them to shut down that. And I haven't I, I should do a part three. I'm going to do a part three. They paid them to shut down. So it was more lucrative for them during the heat of the summer to freaking shut it all down, Lewis. Because Bitcoin was dropping like a stone. It was a very good business model at 66K. Is it at 19K? 
It is if you're shutting down, you're getting paid not to work. And they're running those things 24 hours a day. So that's the ultimate clown planet business. Mining Bitcoin, you get paid if you do or you get paid if you don't. I'd call up Ericot every day. Want me to shut them down, boss? Every day in July or August. Should we shut down the rigs, boss? Yep, go ahead. We'll still pay you. You know, $9,800 per kilowatt hour that you're saving us. All right. Well, that's like triple that we're getting bonded coin. So good doing business with you. Dumb ass. So, yeah, football players are all cowards. No one's talking about it. This should be the number one story. You know, Hurricane Ian, a number one story should be right now. Gee, what happens with the fucking... 550,000 acre offshore wind turbine farm that they want to build 22 miles off the coast of Galveston and Corpus Christi, Texas and Louisiana. Forget about all the environmental and the shrimp industry and marine life and just seafood. Dude, what's going to happen if a category five, 135 mile an hour winds comes through those turbines. You're telling me those are Cat 5 tested turbines? No way. So imagine if we're, we're counting on even, even 18 to 20% of your electricity from these turbines in Louisiana or Texas and a hurricane hits. So there's already electric issues. That's just on the ground with just power lines going down and transformers going down. The closer you are to the substation or the transformer, the better. If you live in a rural area, you might have to wait after this hurricane, like three, five, eight days. So they're prepared. If you've lived there for a while, they got generators, they got water. They're not going to get stuck for seven or eight days without food or water. So, or they're hightailing it to, to somewhere higher. So I forget where I was going with that. So any state that would be relying on these wind turbines, offshore wind turbines, to provide them with electricity, you're talking about a fifth of your power could be out for years. It takes them five years to even scope it out. You know, it's it's a crew of people rappelling up and down a football field-sized turbine. Like, it literally takes, like, a crew of, like, three to five people just to run maintenance on one turbine. So imagine if half the turbine field gets wiped out, the propellers in the ocean and just dude, you you it, it is the dumbest thing for the climate. They're ignoring nature. Like nature's going to laugh and just destroy that wind farm field. There's a damn good chance within that 30 30 year window or 25 year window there's going to be a hurricane. So I read like between the 50 years before 1964, there were 16 major hurricanes that hit Florida. The 50 years after, six years after, there's been like five. So they're going to try and say, oh, it's climate change, it's climate change. It was the quietest hurricane season Florida's ever seen for decades. And it has been up until Ian. It's like they were brewing something. So what else do we have going on? The, I think I mentioned um, after the football players being total cowards. Anyone in sports, LeBron, is anyone going to call it the culture where five black kids get out of SUV and shoot 
five black football players and then drive away? And then the question is, is anyone going to say anything or do they not want to cooperate? Are the police the bad guys and they don't want to cooperate and say, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I saw him, blah, 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 blah. No, because if they find out that they were the ones who told. Then they're going to have a mark on their head for the rest of their life. So that's a cultural thing that there's no leaders stepping up. And it's the same old, same old. If you live in Philly from Krasner, from Outlaw, you can't make it up. I mean that they're police chiefs named Outlaw. Even the Eagles players, number one team in the NFL right now, are tweeting about it. It means football players getting shot like right in a pretty upscale urban area. It's near Roxborough's working class, blue collar. Manny Young's not. I mean, a lot of these cities is just one block over. It's it's a huge um, wealth disparity, quality of life disparity and crime. But it's it's creeping over. So European, the thing with Gazprom, I mean, dude, I don't know what to say. It it seems like uh, Russia would have a lot to lose. And the European countries, the Polish guy, there's the, their former defense guys blaming the United States. I mean, dude, that's a that's a that's a evil. That's a, that would be a, a, a really bad chess move. Because Europe's already in the throes of a major energy crisis. I mean, there's bakers who can't afford to heat their ovens. I'm looking at an Associated Press article right now. Just people they are talking about giving up. Um, there's a burger chain in Hungary called Zing Burger. They can't turn the lights off and make the guests sit in the dark. They already grew, That's how bad the electricity is, is the lights are too expensive to keep on. I mean, that's like a punchline or a figure of speech about, hey, at least I can afford to keep the lights on or something like that. Like, they can't, they, they can't afford to do it. They're already running the grills no more than necessary and use motion detectors to turn off the lights in storage as the stores face a 750% increase in electric bills since January. 750%. Imagine that. That's one place in Europe. Imagine that if you're a senior citizen on fixed income. I mean, that is survival mode. Food and there's no entertaining. There's no travel. You might not even be able to afford a deck of cards to play bridge. So imagine that on a residential level. That's businesses. So how many people at Zingberger are going to lose their job? This winter, because isn't it going to take a little bit more electric to keep the place warm? So these guys, I've mentioned it on the podcast, we have the dumbest leaders in the history of the Western Hemisphere right now running the show. And from Trudeau to Biden to whoever the new prime minister is in England, Truss, she's a disaster waiting to happen. Merkel? I mean, you look back, Merkel's reign was the worst thing for Germany ever. Merkel made so many stupid decisions from inviting the world to come in with illegal immigration to, I mean, Germany had their own problems. I mean, that's the thing with the United States, the illegal immigration and the border. I mean, what does Sanus, you want to talk about 5D chest, shipping... The illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Are you kidding me? I didn't even believe it was true. I'm like, he didn't do that, did he? 
and Abbott shipping them to New York and D.C. And it's like these people don't like when their policies get shoved in their own face. And it goes back like it's a lot of woke white women who've lived very privileged upscale lives. And so they just want. I don't know, but they, they don't want the policies that they perpetuate and and they claim to, to, to back. They don't like it when it visits their, their back door. And you're seeing it in Portland right now, big time, where a lot of people relocated. And it's hilarious. Associated Press, they had a headline. They changed the headline. Just to give you an idea of the 1984, it was the, the headline was like, um, you know, Oregon's drug decriminalization experiment's been like a total failure, you know, wrecking lives. And then it's like, um, four hours later, it's like, you know, after rocky start to Oregon decriminalizations, hopes rise for, you know, for the future. And it's, you know, if they catch you with under, it's a huge amount of drugs for each thing. It's over dealer level. Um, for, 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 for everything. I mean, it would be personal use. Like you'd have to be a really big aficionado of whatever it is. Heroin, LSD. It's like 40 hits of LSD is the thing. If they find you with 39, you're good. Uh, They're not even messing with that right now. The, the, the cops there, you have to call a number. And if you call a number, you don't have to pay the fine. Well, like no one was calling the number or paying the fine. Cause it's just a jaywalking ticket. They're like, Oh, sorry, you have two. I caught you with 2.8 grams of heroin. They can't take your drugs legally and or meth. I mean, those are their big things now. Now you have rainbow co- colored fentanyl. I mean, you've so many it's it. you've so many juggling disasters right now. If you put them in any other era during the Bill Clinton presidency, it would be the number one issue times a million. The fentanyl meth these these two powerful street drugs are creating a homeless crisis they're creating a mental illness psychosis crisis and it, it has to be they're talking about world war three mobilization for the climate how about world war three mobilization against fucking fentanyl and meth i mean six kids died in los angeles um uh, school district in like the past two weeks from, from these and these drug dealers, you know, they're selling Xanax, Adderall, they're putting it in Coke. There's nothing that's safe that you could do as a teenager recreationally. If you were experimenting right now, you, you gotta be psycho to take anything that's street. Um, you're playing Russian roulette for sure. I mean, just in Hayes County, which is adjacent to Austin, there was like the school year started with three or four kids in a three week period um, uh, overdosing and dying. So when, when you see these sudden deaths, I think one of two things, it's either fentanyl overdose or vaccine complications. Like the four doctors, or there is a ton of doctors in Canada. Steve Kirsch on Substack was tracking it. It was went from like four to six to eight. All these doctors, they weren't overdosing on fentanyl. These people were like training for triathlons and they were falling over dead or dying in their sleep. So 
everything they said about the vaccine's a lie. Um, I mean, Pfizer, Albert Berla, they're scared shitless right now. They're going to keep ramping up the Trump stuff because they're scared shitless that hopefully the Republicans have a majority and they can investigate and have the January 6th equivalent, but instead of it being a sham, be a real investigation into COVID. I mean, we need like a freaking 500-page report on who knew what. Because just Burks alone, she's probably too stupid to admit that she lied. I mean, it wasn't under oath, but she lied and caused a lot of mental and physical pain and suffering and death. I mean, and people who couldn't see their parents, you know, in in the hospital on their last breath or couldn't go visit them in the nursing home. So it's going to happen in Europe. I mean, this is ridiculous. They declared war. The worst leaders in Western civilization, they declared war on Russia and then said, but you have to stop. Uh, keep sending us the gas that we need to survive the winter like to run our glass factories to run our regular factories i mean it is they're 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 getting like a tenth of the electricity they used to right now so it's a huge supply and demand issue and it's just going to cause a butterfly effect where the glass factory is going to shut down they're already saying like they won't be able to, they're just going to be able to can beer maybe during the fourth quarter. So that's a great transition into the world cup. So think about this. Russia hosted the world cup in 2018. No one said a peep back then. No one said, Oh, I'm not going to Russia. None of these countries, everyone went to Russia. In fact, there was glowing things like, oh, look at the Russian, the bay. I forget what their famous bay is. But Russia hosted an Olympics, too, not too far ago. So Russia hosted the 2018 World Cup, China, 2020, you know, and now Qatar. I mean, this is, there's already been documentaries, reams of data about the Qatar Um. World Cup, just the scandal behind how it was awarded. I mean, it was an international investigation that they found it was like $150 million in kickbacks and scandals. I mean, just putting it in Qatar. Think about it. The World Cup's usually in the summer when all the major European leagues are off. Premier League, La Liga, they're, they're, all, they're all done. League One. And so the teams have like three weeks of training camp to get ready because they're all on different teams. They only get together once every four years or sometimes for friendlies just to sort of keep keep a little continuity. But mostly it's that training camp when the team gels. So Qatar, they awarded them the World Cup and then they real, they're like, oh, we could have air conditioning stadium, air conditioned stadiums. No way. They're too hot. And uh so they moved it to November and December. So these teams only have a week to prepare. And the United States just lost to Japan 2-0, and we tied Saudi Arabia 0-0 yesterday. So I don't have very high expectations for America, but let me tell you this, folks. If you like dumpster fires, like the Fire Festival and Woodstock 99, you better contract with a farmer in Nebraska who grows corn because you're going to need like a third of an acre, a half acre, maybe even a full acre of corn 
for all the popcorn you're going to need for this total disaster dumpster fire kicking off on November 20th. You know, it's almost, it's 55 days away, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be the mother of all dumpster fires. It is going to dwarf Firefest and Woodstock 99 because you've got Islamic, you've got Sharia law. So imagine Firefest and Woodstock had a huge, colossal baby, biggest baby ever, and then it played soccer, hosted a tournament, and it was under Sharia law. So, again, this was already the most scandal-tainted, corrupt event. It's just a globalist... It's just hilarious. Budweiser, like Budweiser sponsoring it. Well, alcohol is illegal in Qatar. So they're rolling out Budweiser Zero. Right now they're like no alcohol beers comprise 6%. Our goal is to have it be 21%. Yeah, let's drink a fucking Budweiser that doesn't get you drunk. That is the most, yeah. Or, you know, should you have a lemonade or a Budweiser? Should you have like an ice cold glass of water or a non-alcoholic Budweiser? Like gross. So Bud Zero is going to be available. The World Cup, think about this. They ran out of beer in Russia in a couple of the places. They ran out of beer in 2018. Now you can't drink at all from like noon and, you know, the fan pavilion opens or whatever from noon until like eight at night. You're, you aren't allowed to be drunk in public at all, any time of day. You weren't allowed to, you know, show same-sex relations, flirtations, hand-holding, much less kissing or doing anything like that, public display of affection. So if you're a French soccer fan, diehard, gay, going with your boyfriend to the World Cup, you cannot get drunk and celebrate in public or give him a congratulatory kiss after France wins. Or you can get arrested and flogged. That's the whole thing. Is the penalty for some of these things... You're getting flogged with 40 to 100 lashes from their whip thing. It's like a wooden, it's like a whoop, a whip, like a leather whip on a wooden thing. Like, whoosh, whoosh. they're going to lash the shit out of you. If you were drunk and kissing your boyfriend, that's probably 80 to 200 lashes. Because it's 40 to 100 as the punishment. So, check this out. There's only 1.8 million people in Qatar. Or there's 1.8 million people in in Qatar right now. Only 330,000 of them are citizens. The other 1.5 million bucks are, or 5 million people are basically slaves. They're basically indentured servants. I mean, that's a whole other Amnesty International. I mean, I thought the left and the libs like cared about human rights and Amnesty International. The Qatar building of the stadiums, they estimate. A conservative 6,500 people died building the stadiums for the World Cup. They only had like one when it started. They wanted to build 12, and they've only built eight. So it's going to be in eight stadiums um, uh, 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 total. So people are dying. It's literally like two people a day. It's like 20 people a week. It's like 2.8 people a day are dying building the stadiums. The Qataris are notorious for treating the 1.5 million people. They're the ones who do all the labor. Qatar is like the richest per capita country in the world. No one's in poverty. 0.1% unemployment rate. Qataris get promoted to the top of anything. 
um, it's, 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 it, it, you just get automatic stuff. The 1.5 million people, they lure them, they sucker them over. I mean, you should read about these bastards. They lure these people over from Sri Lanka, from Southeast Asia, Pakistan, you name it, with promises of you're going to have enough money to take care of your family for three years. They get there. They're living in like a tin box, like a tin box that gets like 130 degrees. Like, well, it's, it's Qatar. The temperature gets to 115 degrees, like over half the year. Even when the World Cup's there, the average temperature, November 87 degrees and December 77 degrees. But here's the deal. They had the first exhibition game at at the Crown Jewel Stadium and the air conditioning didn't work. There were huge lines. None of the security people knew what was going on. These journalists have went over to Qatar. This is why I say it's going to be like Fire Festival in Woodstock. Like, the deluxe accommodations you should see it's like a a single wide trailer in arkansas is like more luxurious than this it's like a it's like a new shack it's like a shack it's like something you'd buy from home depot to put your chickens in it's a little bigger than a chicken coop so with a window and a door so it is and people are paying like 900 euros a, a night or something like that. So you're going over there. You can't drink until like eight at night. There will be no beer served in the stadium. Like there's certain designated areas where you can drink, but you cannot get drunk in public. Check this out. Here's how bad their uh, human rights thing things are. One of the top eight stories on ESPN today, Qatar announces they're conscripting people to run World Cup security. Conscripting means drafting. So they're by force saying, you must come here and check. And they're like, yep, we're looking for contraband, alcohol, drugs, like fake belly pouches. They specifically mentioned like, you know, in your crevices. If you look on Amazon, it is amazing. Look for like alcohol smuggling or alcohol belt or something. There is a whole host. If you if if you look, you know, if you want to go to a concert and it's twenty bucks a beer or twenty five bucks for a mixed drink or whatever, oh no 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 no. There's a whole host of. It's like you're a Hollywood. Like there's things where you could put like ninety six ounces. Like you could put ten beers. Like you're you're wearing like a, you know, you're putting it over. It's like a vest. It's like you're you're wearing like a life vest or something. But they're 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 very clever. Or, they, you know, they can put them in spots where security's not going to frisk you. You know what I mean? And then you have a little straw with a little dispenser thing. It's it's a huge cottage industry, sneaking alcohol around and having it on your body. So they are conscripting Qataris to run this check. So I, here's the deal. They haven't even sold out the World Cup right now. The most anticipated, most watched. It's like... One billion people watch the 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 most recent one, so one out of every seven people on Earth watched it. So they have three million tickets on sale. They've only sold two point five million. So there's still five hundred thousand tickets left. Get your tickets. It's only fifty five days away. You gotta get to go to Qatar, where they you know punish you if you want to have fun or drink beers. It's once every four years, three and three hundred sixty five times four. 
So, what, almost 1,500 days? 1,500 days you've been waiting for Brazil. You're telling me Brazilians can't party or you're Brazilian and you're like, how many people don't know? I'm wondering, like, what percentage of people just, like, no matter where Brazil goes, I'm following them and they get there. Like, no, you're going to do some research, right? Like, oh, it's Qatar. Like, damn, it's Sharia law here. Like, they'll kill you for something. Like, blasphemy. Like, some of the stuff, you'll get, you you can get stoned to death. Like, blasphemy. Like, if you're an atheist and you start, like, preaching atheism, they could technically stone you to death. They literally surround you and throw stones at you and pummel you until you die. Um, There's other forms of killing that they do, especially with religion. Like, dude, imagine like a British, um, what do they call them? Um, Not barbarians, not scallywags, um, hooligans. Imagine a hooligan say like something about Muhammad or something about, I mean... Islam or the Quran. I mean, you're talking about a culture clash of epic proportions. And if people, it's like Woodstock 99 and Firefest, like, I just don't see, dude, it is like, I don't know, oil and water maybe is it good since they're built on oil. Think about this Qatar, before they discovered oil, was one of the poorest countries on earth. Their industry was pearling getting pearls from oysters at the bottom of the ocean, like the pearl by John Steinbeck, diving down and getting the freaking pearls and catching seafood. But I don't know what they were catching in the ocean, the Arabian Sea. Like, imagine how hot that water is. 125 degrees, they were probably catching garbage, carp and uh, tilapia. So, anyways, Qatar was poor as shit. They had no money. And then and then Japan invented cultured pearls where humans intervened and they and they got involved and 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 produced way more pearls. So Qatar lost that. And then Eureka, they strike black gold, oil, Beverly Hillbillies with a turban. And their whole now now they're the richest. So dude, look, some of the most famous soccer teams in the world, Paris Saint Germain. Um, Manchester City for a while, Qatar Airways. So that's, do a search for like Qatar Airways cabin. Like they went all out. So they just have crazy oil money, but it is a, it's not a democracy far from it. Like they round up their enemies and punish them. Uh, gay people, LGBTQ rights. So here's what I'm getting into. Everyone knows about the scandal. So they announced, and they're they're literally dr- holding a draft to do security for the 2.5 million people who are stupid enough to buy a ticket to the Guitar World Cup. I mean, what percentage of people are going to try and smuggle a little herb or coke? I mean, they sort of go. I mean, with a with a jet set global crowd, if you have the money to go to Guitar, 900 euros a night. I mean. There's going to be people trying to midnight express it or swallow a condom like they were a drug smuggler from Mexico, like going through the border. Oh, but the the risk reward for that. I mean, so you're basically going to have to be Ned Flanders until after the game. I think it's 8 p.m. They're going to serve Budweiser Zero and probably like a 0.8% alcohol. And uh, Teddy retired from drinking. I'm just saying it is just 
the antithesis of what you want a soccer environment to be. So I've got a tweet up on the Substack post from the New York Times. It says, European Soccer Federation said they plan to have their captains wear rainbow armbands to highlight gay rights during international matches and at the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. The move could force a collision between FIFA rules and social campaigns. So eight countries in Europe said, hey, our captain... So just like Harry Kane, none of the other 10 guys for England, just just the captain, will wear, it's a heart with one, two, three, four, five, six colored stripes, yellow, blue, green, red, black, with a white number one, uh, and it says one love. So they're going to highlight gay rights by having eight soccer captains wear an armband. That's their brave, and everyone on the left is like, oh, wow, they're going to do it in solidarity. And they're saying, well, eight European countries said they would refuse to play Russia in the in the World Cup. So that's why FIFA banned Russia from the World Cup. They could have qualified. Russia could have qualified. They banned them from competition four years after they hosted the damn tournament. Meanwhile, Qatar's never qualified for the tournament. No one's even really heard of them or paid attention to them until they got the World Cup that they bought. They paid for it, 150 million bucks, minimum guaranteed, biggest scandal ever. And now, call, call it karma, call it time to pay the piper, call it just gross globalist greed, negligence, and like, just, they're just killing. It's like the Olympics used to be fun, and they just killed it with their corporate greed and globalists and trying to shove their woke agenda down our throats. This World Cup is just hypocrisy at its finest display. I mean, and just idiocy. Um, that's how you're going to protest. I mean, they'll throw you off a building. I mean, you can get sentenced to death. It, 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 gay, if they find out like gay relations, even adultery, it's super, super punishment. Much less like women's rights. I mean, if you're, if you're in court testifying against your husband, your testimony or against any man your testimony only counts half. That's right. Your testimony only counts half as much. Half as much weight. I don't think they have a jury. The judge. So it's just your word against his. His wins all the time by a two to one ratio no matter what you say or do or what happened. So this thing is going to be a disaster. But these hypocrites. Oh, wow. Take a stand for LGBTQ rights for an armband. How about... A, not awarding the tournament to fucking Qatar in the first place, which is a human rights violation disaster. Literally 330,000 people are official citizens, 1.5 million indentured servants. Don't take my word for it. Amnesty International, that's the thing. It's upside down world. The left is defending Big Pharma, which caused the whole fucking, uh, you know, opioid crisis. You know, which is which triggered the whole fentanyl, you know, the addiction for heroin, fentanyl, and that's where we've got today. That's your same buddies at Big Pharma, Oxycontin and Percocet and all these other drugs that they flooded the rural communities with and urban. So, yeah, the, it's good to see the new vaccine. Everyone's saying F you. This woman in Italy, uh, Teddy's big hero, has won. And it really is, you know, I hope we need a great reset. 
We need a great, great reset. God, family, country, community. That's the great reset we need. And you're just seeing in Europe, like, all this stuff that you say about the climate looks really foolish when you're choosing between, like I've said a million times, heating or eating. That is becoming a serious, serious reality for a lot of people around the world who aren't used to it, who've lived pretty comfortable lives. And now it's just the domino effect, the butterfly effect. What happens when these factories start closing? And there's a lot of ancillary businesses like, I forget, the one glass factory. Everyone in the town is employed. It's like, read about like towns like Youngstown, Ohio, or any of these Detroit, when the car manufacturers, the tire manufacturers started relocating overseas. It was a domino effect where, you know, there could have been people making like cardboard boxes or they're doing the marketing or advertising. They're buying their ads. They're doing signage for the stores. They're feeding all the restaurants around the factory, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the bars after work. Um, and then the, the, at that time, Youngstown, Ohio, 60s, 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, off a factory job, you could send your kids to college. You could afford a house. You could have a decent blue collar, you know, quality of life. American dream pretty much check the boxes and guaranteed 20, 30, 40 years. The day that factory left the town, it was a domino effect. The restaurants closed, the pizza place across. Uh, a lot of the guys started drinking alcohol. There wasn't any, and you're talking about thousands of people. It wrecked families. It ruined, you know, a lot of people. So that's what you're seeing right now. I mean, we really have to figure out what's going on with the housing situation because we have enough housing and enough building. I mean, there's a lot of places. I mean, Alex Stringer laughed at my face when I mentioned this to him on Twitter. Um, and I'm thinking about coming back on Twitter. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier uh, under a, a, another pseudonym. And I want Twitter to find out and take me to court so I can counter sue them and sue them because I was right about Paxlovid and Iver in. They were wrong the whole time. So I was talking to Alice, all this rental office, rental space, like San Francisco, there's a housing crisis. Well, 60% of the, of the, of the building, the, uh, the buildings downtown are vacant and they're probably never going to be repopulated again. So that's like Elon Musk said, let's move the homeless into the Salesforce tower. He's right. Cause it's only half occupied. Let's move the people off the sidewalk and give them two floors to do drugs to their heart's content. So, yeah, it, it is. I forget where I was going with that. But this World Cup, I guarantee, mark my word, words, the fan experience is just going to be miserable. The fan experience, the player experience, but you're going to have some international incidents. It's going to be Brittany Griner, the WNBA player who's over in Russia in jail right now. It's going to be that multiplied by 550 from Australia to New Zealand to Ireland. They're not in the, I don't think they made the World Cup. I don't even know if New Zealand or Australia did. I think Australia did. But there's going to be a lot of people who go over there that are just trying to have a good time. Or maybe, gee, have you ever met somebody who after a beer or two, they, they lose their inhibitions or they get a little rowdy? They're in the World Cup in Qatar 
you know, what's the cutoff going to be? Have you ever seen anyone react when they get cut off before they thought, thought they should? What if somebody gets cut off after four beers or five beers? No, I'm sorry, sir. You've had enough, enough to drink. And it's like he's had four beers and they're timing him. And they might have conscripted some Qatari uh, citizen. And now he has a stopwatch. And he looks for somebody who drinks two beers in 20 minutes or two beers in 30 minutes. And then he times them. And what's the blood alcohol level? 0.8? I think that's two beers in an hour. So what if someone chugs? They're all excited. England won. They're going to the quarterfinals and they drink four beers in an hour. Do they get cut off? And how does that hooligan react when he finds out that he can't drink any more beers after four? You know, or he has to switch to Bud Zero. I mean, anyone who goes to this World Cup, I... I Dude, I have no idea what you're thinking. I mean, that's the whole thing is it might just be people who are embracing the multicultural diversity inclusion experience, the die, D-I-E, and they might get flogged to death for uh, just wearing that armband. I mean, so that's the thing is they're like, oh, if we have this coalition of eight countries... I'm sure they asked all the other countries. They're like, nope. Well, Europe, they're super woke. They're the wokest on. Uh, uh, we're, we're probably number one. Europe and, and, and the United States, we lead the world in wokeness by a large margin. So that's why uh, where, we, where we've had a lot of problems. Bringing it back full circle to uh, Mrs. Maloney, who won in Italy. I mean, uh, Georgia Maloney, I'm going to leave it with this. We're coming up on the hour and 10 minute. Uh, uh portion you're listening to episode 10 of the teddy roosevelt show available now on spotify iHeartRadio, tune in radio apple Podcasts, and of course teddy roosevelt.substack.com but i really think georgia maloney could be the i don't want to say, what canary in the coal mine tipping point the shot heard around the world the election heard around the world where you have sweden first so it wasn't an anomaly you have italy i want to say there was a third third country where don't get it twisted with these media people. I can't believe I just said, don't get it twisted. I'm not going to edit this episode. So I apologize for that. Um, No, don't get it twisted. Seriously with the media. Don't get it twisted. Yo, uh, she's not far right. She is dynamite. She is all right with Teddy, Georgia Maloney, you know, didn't get her daughter back. She's totally right. She has a better chance of dying from lightning. Not one healthy kid, zero to 19, died from COVID. Alex Berenson's coming out with a, how's COVID staying at 3,000 deaths a day? Well, here's the Milwaukee's coroner's office. It's like a laundry list of six to eight horrible thing. you know, had bone cancer, uh, tumor removed, blah, blah, blah. They're just hanging on to life by a thread. And then they tested positive for COVID that got marked down. So everything we said, is there going to be a day of reckoning? I sure hope so. So I'm hoping Georgia Maloney, I'm telling you what she could be the uh, canary in the coal mine, the the election heard around the world, is the big red Latino wave that is coming in November. Get your popcorn ready for that. Street popcorn style. Going to have to make some street tacos that day. I love Mexican food. I love Mexican people. And Latino people are all about what Georgia Merloni is about. God, family, country. I've lived in LA, Phoenix, Texas, 
Some of the most patriotic people you will meet in America are Latinos. Definitely some of the most family-oriented people. If not, if not, you know, just look at Sundays in Phoenix. Every Latino person I know, it would be family day. Sunday, you go to church and then you get together with your family. Cross-generational, multi-generational, three, four generations. It's awesome. And God, Catholic, Christian, Latin America, I mean, Rio de Janeiro, look at the Christ the Redeemer statue. I mean, God is important. So they hate this woke shit. I mean, Latinx, that's the biggest FU. That's the biggest woke white woman who has long COVID, who thinks she has long COVID, but she hasn't taken more than 500 steps of her Fitbit or Apple Watch. If she put one of those on, she'd see you're not walking 500 days. No, no wonder you're tired. You haven't done anything. You haven't moved for 28 months. So they're coming to the bow box with full steam. As long as these bastards don't steal it like 2,000 mules, which I still am not convinced that they, they don't. I should bring up Stacey Abrams, election denier. You know, she got her ass kicked and denied it with a heartbeat thing. I was just like, what do you think? Like all the men get together at Patriarchy Palooza every two years I remember the I remember the speaker two years ago. He's like, you know what we're gonna do to get back at these bitches? We're going to fake a heartbeat. We're gonna we're gonna um, you know, put a bug in this uh, in this uh, fertility instrument, and we're going to fake the heartbeat at six weeks, and and just make a fake sound and mimic it, and that way, you know, they won't have abortions. Like. Do you think that's 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 a conspiracy theory that should be shouted down from the mountaintops? But she gets a free pass. Black women get a free pass always to say whatever they want with no ramifications. It seems like black people in America. That's just strictly observation. There's only a few people in the black community. Jason Whitlock, Candace Owens, Officer Tatum. There's a lot of quality people. They're not they're not happy with this. And I don't know how anyone I don't care what your race ethnicity, religion, whatever it is. Dude, if someone in your neighborhood, your district, city or state, you know, that if this isn't the tipping point, I mean, every NFL player should be denouncing this violence. I mean, that could make a difference if every single player did something. You know, put down the guns, turn in the guns. Because it's a cultural problem. You don't see rural drive-bys you don't see farm you know and there's less people granted it but it is a culture there's not a lot of white on white drive-bys with ford f-150s like oh another uh in tulsa last night another redneck shot another redneck in a truck you know drive-by in the trailer park it's just not happening i'm not saying there's no murders or crime um it's usually poverty poverty related and uh, that's what you say, an opportunity related. And we have put too much of an emphasis on material items and not enough on like, uh, you know, just community and culture. And I'll leave you with this. Look at Austin right now. They're losing an iconic restaurant or store again every week. Lucy in disguise with diamonds, like one of the coolest stores in America barbecue places they're just saying the rent's too high or or the crime there's a breaking point for everybody where 
If you do the math, well, your rent just got jacked up because the property taxes got jacked up. So your landlord's mortgage or whatever his bill got jacked up. And the electric, just to keep the lights on, got jacked up. So you're going to see. And if you're a great reset fan, you're chuckling. Klaus Schwab, you want just homogenized chains. You want like 300 businesses in charge of the world. You don't want the mom and pop hardware store. You know, the only thing that's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be like, I don't know, yoga studios, maybe restaurants are even hitting the breaking point big time where you look at the cost of goods, labor, how unreliable labor is, and then just the price of rent and electric. You too could see your favorite restaurant go out of business. So make sure you patronize them. That's the whole thing. It's a self-fulfilling or self-growing thing where people are pinching pennies because food's expensive. So maybe they can't patronize the restaurant as much. So their bills are going down. And uh, build back better, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we have under uh, a couple years of Biden. So it's more important than ever. Make sure you are registered to vote. We are coming up. It's like, what, six weeks from yesterday? Oh my God, it's coming up. The midterm elections, maybe the most important midterm election, I would say it is in the history of America. So make sure not only you are registered to vote, but everyone that you've ever taught anything about COVID, politics, Biden, the price of gas, groceries, make sure they're registered to vote. I just want people in a functioning, functional democracy who care and are talking about what's going on to get to the ballot box. We can make a difference. America depends on it. The future depends on it. So um, God wants me to start doing this podcast more frequently. And uh, I read a couple quotes on Twitter. I had them written down. I can't find them, but it's something anonymous. Like good men um, can't stay silent in the face of evil. There's some evil bastards out there right now. We got we to gotta rise up and... Uh, Georgia Maloney really gives me some hope, really gives me some hope that people are sick of this globalist nonsense. And I encourage everyone to watch her speech. It's on Twitter, YouTube, you name it. She is not far right. She is normal. These people are out of their fucking mind on Clown Planet. And Georgia Maloney is the North Star of normalcy. She is the North Star of... God, family, country, the principles that the country was built on and the principles, again, that nearly, you know, nearly every Christian majority nation on earth has democratic institutions and high levels of freedom. Most non-Christian majority nations don't have that. Look at Qatar, start calling farmers in Nebraska, get your corn acreage, you know, planned out and ready because you're going to need bushels. For this, Firefest times Woodstock 99 to the 500th power. I'm telling you, folks, it is going to be a disaster. I can't believe they're going to go through with it. Mark my words. If you can figure out how to make money off this, how can we make money off this? Please leave me comments in the bottom. I think Budweiser shorting uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev. I think that that's what, that's what they are. Um, but yeah. Keep in mind with Maloney, one last thing. She opposes gay marriage. She's in favor of same-sex civil unions. That was Barack Obama's position in 2012, until 2012. So they're saying that's far right wing ideologically, that she's against gay marriage, but she's 
in, in favor of same-sex civil unions. I mean, they're calling her a fascist because of that. So you cannot trace that party back to fascism and then not trace the Democrats back to their roots in preserving slavery and segregation. That's a whole other blockbuster. I could spin that whole podcast off. I've already talked about spinning off the Austin one. So I don't know how many podcasts I'm going to talk about spinning off before I do. But you could spin off like an eight-part series on the Democrats trying to whitewash. That's right. I said it. Whitewash all of their slavery and segregation roots. And it was the Republicans. Abraham Lincoln, Republican, that fought to free the slaves. Think about that. There's slavery all over. There's slavery right now. In Qatar, where are all the people who are against slavery that happened 400 years ago speaking out against all these people dying? They're getting their papers taken, their passports taken, all more details up on Substack. So that's enough for now. I think that's the longest one in Teddy Roosevelt history, 80 minutes. We'll be back again with another episode before the weekend, I promise. Everyone have a great night. Bye.